Hi everyone, welcome back to Rolling with the Winners, episode 24. Um, I am feeling a sense of greater powers that this happens to be number 24 after what has taken place this weekend. You just can't plan stuff like that. Um, I did already want to talk about Kobe today because of episode 24 being his number, but I had a whole host of other topics to discuss for the episode, Um, but Earlier, obviously, something happened that really shook the entire world, and that was the the passing of Kobe Bryant in a helicopter crash, also with his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, who was also on board. Um, it just didn't feel right to really discuss anything else other than that in this week's episode. So I was at a bar when I looked down at my Twitter and saw the article and immediately thought there is absolutely no way this is real. The first article I saw was from TMZ, which many times is really not an accurate source of information. So I thought, yeah, okay, there's no way this could be real. Uh, Also, just in general, shame on them for reporting this before Kobe's family was even alerted. TMZ usually kind of misses the human perspective in reporting that they forget that the people they talk about are actual human beings and um, they should probably respect that. But um, anyways, hours before this, that morning I was discussing how I thought Kobe was going to be in Philly on Saturday, this past Saturday, when LeBron had passed him on the all-time scoring list. Uh, I just, for some reason, was like, oh yeah, Kobe will definitely be there. I was surprised to see that he wasn't. Um, only to end up hearing the news hours later that he had passed on the way to his daughter's basketball game the the morning, literally right after that game. Um, you know, there are a few people who have this great kind of impact with their passing, but this one feels like a Michael Jackson to me. The world kind of stopped when Michael Jackson passed away, and I remember exactly where I was. I was at the youth baseball fields in my hometown, um, and I really feel like the passing of Kobe, I have to imagine, will be one of those days where I'm 80 years old, and I remember exactly the moment of sitting at that bar, looking down at my phone to see the notification that Kobe Bryant had passed away. Um, everyone knows who listens to this, that LeBron is my goat, but I know and respect that Kobe was the goat to a lot of different people. You know, as, uh, as a, a culture, we take ownership over our teams and players. For example, if you grew up in Chicago during Michael Jordan's great days, you feel like, you have some ownership over Michael Jordan and you can proudly tell people, hey, that is my guy. I grew up with him. I was born and raised in Chicago, so I earned this. And you can proudly let people know that you have this certain ownership over him. And and that's how I feel about LeBron. I am proud when I get to say to people, hey, I was born and raised in Cleveland. And you know, we get into conversations about sports and I get to mention that LeBron is my guy because I grew up with him. I looked up to him. My childhood home was about 25 minutes from his home in Akron, and I am proud to let people know this, and I know that this is absolutely how people feel about Kobe. They are excited to say, hey, Kobe is my guy. I grew up a Laker fan in this city, and I'm proud to let you know that. And I I just think there are only a few guys out there that are are allowed to be a staple of a franchise like this where you can say their name and where you're from, and it's a certain level of 
almost respect for the fans that they have earned being a part of this greatness. And like I said, Kobe is definitely one of those people. You know, I've been watching ESPN quite a bit today and have heard just so many powerful stories describing the legacy that Kobe has left on anyone who came in to contact with him and just his general intellect that he possessed. He really affected a lot of people. You know, when I was at the bar earlier today and saw the article, I, um, after a couple minutes, they turned the volume up on the TVs with the breaking news reporting, and the entire bar went silent just staring at these TV screens. It was a crazy moment. Um, like I said, it kind of felt like the world stopped at at that moment that everyone was just like, how, what, <laughs> how did this happen? Um, but when I went on to watch more ESPN later in the day, Stephen A. Smith was talking about you know, Kobe's sense of humor that almost grew throughout his entire career and his thoughts about life in general, conquering every moment to do something great. He wanted to inspire people to follow their dreams and pursue what they love. And like I said, I think there are few men who are so synonymous with a franchise as Kobe Bryant is for the Lakers. You know, y'all know I'm a LeBron supporter forever, but Kobe is truly the Los Angeles Lakers. And as LeBron moves forward in his career in LA and looks to hopefully win some titles, he will never be synonymous with the Lakers. That is Kobe's team through and through, even with Shaq and Magic Johnson and Kareem, so many Laker greats that have existed in that franchise. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it is Kobe's team and everyone knows that. I think now, um, I found it powerful that so many of the games on Sunday uh, at the start, they let the 24 seconds run off the shot clock at the start of the game or take an uh, eight second backcourt violation in honor of Kobe's two numbers. But I am a little bit disappointed in the league, to be honest, for letting those games go on that day. Those players were, they were on the bench in tears. Some such as Kyrie Irving left the arena because the emotions were just too much for them and they did not think they would be able to play in the game that day. And it just kind of felt like out of respect for the players who so many have played with Kobe or against Kobe or grew up just completely idolizing him that it didn't feel right today. Um, I guess apparently the only time they have ever canceled an NBA game for either some type of cultural or world world-crushing event is when JFK was shot, but it just feels like this one should have made the league take a pause. Um, I mean, I honestly don't blame Kyrie for leaving the arena. I know that he and Kobe were very close. I actually watched a Kobe interview where he was asked who he was kind of being a mentor to in the league, and he said he was closest to Kyrie and that after the Cavs came back from 3-1 in 2016, Kyrie was in the locker room, you know, popping champagne, celebrating probably one of the greatest days of his entire life. And he FaceTimed Kobe to say, hey, man, your advice worked. And he was so excited. So clearly to be thinking of Kobe in that moment, a moment that he had just you know, he had that shot in that game and he won this incredible moment with his team and he wanted to FaceTime Kobe. He obviously, I mean, he obviously meant a lot to Kyrie and I'm sure it's going to take a lot for him to recover from a loss like that. I think one of my favorite tribute moments to Kobe I have seen was his recent interview with Jimmy Kimmel where he said, 
you know, people will come up to him and say, hey, you and Vanessa, you have to have a son. You have to, you know, have someone to live on with your legacy. And his daughter Gigi would be standing there saying, no, you don't need a son. I got this. Like, I can, I can do this myself. And uh, she's really recently taken an interest in going to NBA games that, you know, Kobe has talked about that, which is why he's been taking her and sitting courtside as he helps her to learn the game. You know, he, he's mentioned that he didn't really go to games since his he retired, but because of Gigi, he's been excited to come back to games and really see the sport through her eyes, which has to be the coolest thing for him. I just, in general, love how much of an interest he was taking in his daughter's life, and I feel like every video I've seen from him in the last one or two years has been with his daughter, and I think that is something everyone should aspire to be, is that kind of parent, taking such an interest in your kid and what brings them joy in life. I don't think he's ever forced basketball on her, but has found a love She's found a love for it, and he wants to learn how to see the game through her eyes, where it's not all about him, and it's not all about Kobe. He wants to see it um, the way she sees it. I think, uh, for me, one of the sadder parts is that Kobe is probably going to be a Hall of Famer very soon, and we won't get to see him be there in that moment to give a speech. Maybe, you know, knowing Kobe, he might have already written that speech, and we can have someone read it and hear the words that he wanted to say but if that is not um, the case then it is really a true loss that we don't get to celebrate that moment with his family because I'm sure that's something he was very much looking forward to. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar actually posted a video on social media that talked about how he he met Kobe when Kobe was 11 and he was with his dad Joe and he just really reiterated the point that Kobe truly inspired a generation of athletes, um, not just in America, but internationally. He, you know, he came to the NBA after high school, which not a lot of people have done successfully, and he did really well. Um, Dwayne Wade actually posted a video, multiple videos and tears on his Instagram story, showed some highlights of his times that he spent with Kobe. Um, I have not seen anything from LeBron yet, but you could see the clips of him landing in LA after the game in Philly, and he was clearly emotional, embracing others, crying, wiping his face with a tissue. So, I mean, I am sure it's going to take him a long time to process what happened after literally just the night before passing Kobe on the all-time scoring list. It's just an eerie feeling that we spent all night Saturday talking about Kobe and LeBron, and LeBron had the opportunity to praise him, not knowing what was going to happen the next day. I mean, the video seeing LeBron talk about what passing him on the all-time scoring list meant to him last night, and he was saying the universe works in such wild ways, and then you hear Dwight Howard say, literally last night, that this was such a great accomplishment and that we need to start appreciating people while they are alive. Um, and it's just a, like I said, eerie feeling to hear him say that. And he just didn't even know the next day what was going to happen. I think everyone can collectively agree that Kobe's most iconic moment on the court was when he dropped 81 points in a game against the Raptors in 2006. 
He actually only had 26 points in the first half, and it was a super close game then where the Raptors were actually ahead at the end of the first half. And then he went on to drop 55 points in the second half alone, and everyone and their brother tried to guard him during that game, but he truly could not be stopped. He didn't even trash talk. He didn't spend a moment trying to trash talk or, you know, show the other team how great he was doing. He just truly played the game at such a high level that day. It was an all-time great moment. Um, I don't want this episode to be as much about basketball as it is about Kobe the person, but I think Kobe the athlete is important to talk about because I'm sure much of what he learned from the game after, you know, 20 years in the NBA has translated into how he lives his life. So I just wanted to highlight some of those bigger moments for him. Uh, One of the lesser known games was against the Dallas Mavericks when he scored 62 points in three quarters. Um, The Lakers were just so dominant in that game that Kobe actually sat on the bench for the whole fourth quarter. So who knows what he would have ended up scoring in that December 2005 game had he played the entire game, but they ended up taking him out. So it kind of felt like in 2006, that 81 point game was sort of his, his revenge, his comeback for that. Um, So Kobe won three titles with Shaq, another title in 2009, and then he just really sealed the deal with his 2010 title that featured a Game 7 win over the Boston Celtics. Um, He did win the NBA Finals MVP in that series, but if you remember, that Boston team was the team that LeBron could not seem to get through in the East at the time. That was uh, Kobe's Kobe's final ring. Um, I think one of the more famous moments was uh, Kobe not flinching when Matt Barnes faked a pass at his face and he had absolutely zero reaction to that. I'm, uh, I could pretty confidently say that clip will be going viral for many more years to come. Um, Kobe also famously hit two free throws to tie the game at 109 against Golden State in 2013 after he had just torn his Achilles which I've never done, but have to believe is quite the painful injury. So just the fact that he really kept his cool in that moment, it has to be one of his more impressive moments. And I think finally one of the greater moments in his career was ending his last game uh, in the NBA with 60 points. Now, mind you, his play had really declined that season, so to put up 60 points was just even more magical and impressive and felt like he had that Kobe spark still in him. And then he gave a beautiful speech after the game, and and that was the last of Kobe playing in an NBA game. Um, For me personally, it's interesting because I know there are comparisons and debates between different athletes over time and who is the greatest, and people obviously like to compare LeBron and Jordan in the GOAT conversation now, and you all know where I stand on that, but Kobe is one who was in that conversation for a very long time, and rightfully so. He came into the league as a kid, um, and he said he was going to be as great as Michael Jordan, which is a lot of pressure to put on yourself at that age, but he truly worked to live that every single day. Um, And then I think when LeBron came to LA in 2018, the city was a little bit nervous to accept him, it felt like, because they felt like Kobe was their guy, and they had a a different dedication to him, which I can respect and understand. Um, But Kobe really made the choice to accept and welcome LeBron, which I think in turn made the fans uh, 
it gave them the clearance. It made them feel like they were allowed to accept LeBron and, you know, Kobe just let them know, hey guys, it's okay to let this guy into our franchise, into our city, into our world. And I truly think Kobe is the reason those fans are okay with LeBron today because they started off pretty upset. And I think had they not been given that clearance, they otherwise not might not be as accepting of LeBron in LA. Like I've kind of mentioned, so many players in any sport, male or female, they've taken to social media to just really kind of attest their mentality in sports to what they've learned from Kobe. I mean, from Baker Mayfield, you've seen praises from Tom Brady, all across the board, people just saying that they learned from him to go out there and try to win every single game. He's affected so many players and just people in general with what telling them to do what they want to do in their life and make sure they're giving it their all. I don't know if I've ever seen a male athlete take such an interest in uh, women's sports, uh, specifically women's basketball. I have to imagine that this was very meaningful to all those women who he took an interest in helping and to give them the attention in their sport in, in a culture that, quite frankly, does not give women's sports that kind of attention. Even today, you could see uh, the emotion on the face of Oregon basketball player Sabrina Unescu. Uh, she said that Kobe was a really close friend and that everything she does, she does for him, uh, which is quite the statement to make. And he clearly had an impact on her. And Kobe clearly took an interest in those women and helping them develop in their craft and in life. And I think a big part of that had to do with his daughters. He wanted to have these women out here that his daughters could look up to and aspire to be. And so he took quite an interest in that. Um, Michael Jordan actually released a statement saying, I am in shock over the tragic news of Kobe and Gianna's passing. Words cannot describe the pain I'm feeling. I hope I loved Kobe. He was like a little brother to me. We used to talk often and I will miss those conversations very much. He was a fierce competitor, one of the greats of the game and a creative force. Kobe was also an amazing dad who loved his family deeply and took great pride in his daughter's love for the game of basketball. Yvette joins me in sending my deepest condolences to Vanessa, the Lakers organization, and basketball fans around the world. Uh, Kobe made a short film in 2018 titled Dear Basketball, which was a roughly five-minute animated short film that won an Oscar, and it's really a beautiful testament to what basketball has meant to Kobe. Uh, Definitely watch the video because it's super powerful hearing it in his voice, but I wanted to read it to you all now. Dear Basketball, from the moment I started rolling my dad's tube socks and shooting imaginary game-winning shots in the Great Western Forum, I knew one thing was real. I fell in love with you. A love so deep, I gave you my all. From my mind and body to my spirit and soul. As a six-year-old boy, deeply in love with you, I never saw the end of the tunnel. I only saw myself running out of one. And so I ran. I ran up and down every court after every loose ball for you. You asked for my hustle. I gave you my heart because it came with so much more. I played through the sweat and hurt, not because challenge called me, but because you call me. I did everything for you because that's what you do when someone makes you feel as alive as you've made me feel. You gave a six-year-old boy his Laker dream and I'll always love you for it. 
but I can't love you obsessively for much longer. The season is all I have left to give. My heart can take the pounding, my mind can handle the grind, but my body knows it's time to say goodbye. And that's okay. I'm ready to let you go. I want you to know now so we can so we both can savor every moment we have left together. The good and the bad, we have given each other all that we have, and we both know no matter what I do next, I'll always be that kid with the rolled up socks, garbage can in the corner, five seconds on the clock, ball in my hands, five, four, three, two, one. I felt like that was um, a really powerful video to read. It was inspired by an article that he wrote for the Players' Tribune, I want to say back in 2015, um, but the short film didn't come out until years later. Just a beautiful tribute to what basketball has meant for him and been to him in his life. I wanted to end this with one of the more impactful quotes I've heard from Kobe where he talked about why he chose to switch over to number 24 rather than wearing number 28 or not 28 wearing number eight originally and he said when I first came in at eight it's really trying to plant your flag sort of thing I got to prove that I belong here in this league you're going after them it's nonstop energy and aggressiveness then 24 is a growth from that physical attributes aren't there the way they used to be but the maturity level is greater. Marriage, kids, start having a broader perspective, being one of the older guys on the team now, as opposed to being the youngest. I feel like his mentality changed to more about using his life to help others and having more of that team mentality. And I think this is a great thing to hear from him, that every single day you better be caring about helping other people in your life. Um, I just felt like it was... no. There was no better quote to describe a guy who gave it his all every single day, but kind of learned what was really important in life and that maybe everything wasn't all about him as he thought when he was wearing number eight. He really spoke about those numbers as if they were two different people and he kind of experienced this transition through it. Um, I mean, we have a whole generation of, of people yelling Kobe every time they throw something into a trash can from any sort of distance and I Hope that the tradition always lasts and is a way that we can all remember him. I'm sure as I continue with this podcast and and time moves on, there will be stories and mentions of Kobe um, and those thoughts will be forever changed with what happened to him on January 26th. You know, Kobe knew that greatness doesn't just come from showing up. It takes work. It takes putting in time. It just doesn't happen overnight like some people want it to. And beyond his mentality, I'm certainly reminded that life is very short and you are never promised another day. So I I encourage all of you to follow the passions you have in your life and to really give it your all the way Kobe has shown us. Uh, Let the small stuff go and don't let things that don't matter weigh so heavily on your heart because... Life is very short um, to live with the burden of those things that don't really matter. You know, I've, I've always really valued my family and close friends, and I'm just reminded today of all the love I have in my heart for those people. And, you know, if someone matters to you in your life, please let them know that and make sure that they know what they mean to you and what kind of effect they've had on you, whether it's big or small. I've always been 
a pretty emotional person and I know I try I try to let people know what they mean to me. I'm sure I could do a better job, um, but I, I try to do that. I encourage all of you to just put your heart out there like that since tomorrow is not promised and you want to make sure you let people know that. We just spend a lot of time worrying and gossiping and wanting, but we really just need to focus on the blessings we have each day. And I know a lot of people are going to think about this and consider it for maybe another week and then they're just going to go back to their normal ways of living. Um, but a way of living that's much lesser than what they are capable of living, but just try to remember how Kobe lived. Um, I love you all. I'm grateful to have even a small group of people that want to turn this podcast on. So, you know, it's provided me with a lot of happiness and I, I hope to keep using the mama mentality to push myself. Um, that's all I have for you guys today. Um, you know, prayers for Vanessa and the three other children who were not on that helicopter. I hope they, find the strength to move forward from this. Um, I wanted to let episode 24 be 24 minutes today this week to honor Kobe Bryant, a, a great man, a legend of the sport, a husband, and you know, one hell of a father. Um, have a great week. Thanks guys.